There's an old music industry saying that goes, the Velvet Underground didn't sell many records, but everybody who bought one of their albums formed a band. Whoever first uttered those words wasn't just being glib. Virtually every alternative band formed over the last 30-some years owes some debt to the original Velvets. If you need to put some sort of number on things, consider this. Close to 1,000 different bands from around the world from Nirvana to Jane's Addiction to R.E.M. to U2, have recorded versions of Velvet Underground songs. The Velvet style was intentionally crude and obnoxious. It was peppered with sex and drugs and tales of deviant behavior. The music offered a paranoid, self-destructive vision of life on the streets of New York. It was bleak, it was in-your-face, it was rock and roll that challenged and ultimately destroyed the wide-eyed innocence of rock and roll. While the enormity of their accomplishments wasn't apparent until years after they broke up, no other band from the 1960s had a greater influence on post-punk music. Lou Reed was born Louis Allen Furbank on March 2, 1942 in Brooklyn and was the eldest of two children. Raised in Freeport, Long Island, he was sent to a psychiatrist at the age of 17 when his parents, a wealthy accountant and ex-beauty queen, became rather alarmed at his wild mood swings and violent outbursts. Other accounts suggest that they were concerned that their son had homosexual tendencies, something that needed to be discouraged at all costs. After threatening an ROTC instructor and punching a hole through a wall, young Lou was subjected to eight weeks of shock treatments in the summer of 1959, an experience later recounted in a song called Kill Your Sons on a 1974 solo album, Sally Can't Dance. In 